Hello, welcome to Prophetic Voice. This is Living the Supernatural Life podcast. My name is Shadi Akimbi and I am your host. My friend, I am glad you decided to join me for today's Bible teaching. And I believe God is about to usher you, my friend, into a new season. Today we are going to be talking about change, how to overcome how to advance beyond the obstacles to see the manifestation of the breakthrough God has promised us in his word. We are in that window of time or season, you know, where many are gearing for change. We are just about getting into a new year. December is that time where many people are around the globe are intensely open for the new, open for change in circumstances. And especially if it's been a rough or, you know, kind of a disappointing year. And so today God wants to speak into my life and your life, my friend, about making progress. God wants you to succeed, my friend. Maybe you are planning and you have a God-given vision. You have some expectation for this new year coming in a few days. Maybe you want a change of career. Maybe you're planning to start your own business or maybe you want to take your business even to a next level. Whatever the vision, maybe it's even ministry. Maybe God has given you a vision uh, for ministry and uh, you've been praying about it. You've been nurturing it. You've been sowing into it. And now God is saying it's time to step out. But then when you look at the circumstances, you know, it's like you're going to the deep end of the sea. And that can't be frightening. You know, it can look intimidating. And uh, the interesting thing about the journey of life is actually is that anytime we desire to make a good progress, anytime we desire to to make a major change, we to that will enlarge us, that will make us to be more productive, that will uh, increase us substantially. We are going to face obstacles. There will be barriers. We will be challenged, and no doubt. Fear we use this opportunity as much as possible to try and stop us. You know, it's sad that many have aborted their purpose, their calling, God-given vision for their lives because of fear. The thing is that things will not just fall into our laps because we wish, because we desire for change. And it's no wonder, you know, just you wonder, it's no wonder why 80% of New Year's resolution fail. That's what they say. 80% of those New Year's re- resolution, New Year's planning and all the things that people plan to see in the New Year, 80% do not see the light of the day. That is huge. I mean, God wants us to advance. God wants us to break through. And I can just probably guess right now, if I see you, yes, you listening to me right now, on your headphone or your laptop or whatever device it is you are using, that there are some promises God has given to you that the spirit of fear has built a wall around. But you know what? If you are willing to believe God and to trust him and are willing to commit to the strategy God is going to give you and you're willing to trust God to help you, to guide you through to victory, then let me say to you, My friend, get ready to see the hand of God move. You get ready to see God smash down those walls, those uh, oppositions. Get ready to see God break you forth to process and to be established in your promised land in Jesus' name. Jesus said in John 10, 10 that he has come to give us life. And right underneath that is also said the devil has come to steal, to kill and to destroy. The devil is never happy about progress. He's never happy about good things. He's never happy about you being successful. 
And so this is why we need to be prepared. We have got to be ready, made for what and whatever, you know, that might come against us so that we will become established, so that we will process that promise that God has given us in Jesus' name. Come with me now, please, to the Bible passage, Numbers chapter, we're going to Numbers chapter 13. Okay, and now before I start reading in uh, Numbers 13, I'm just going to do a quick backup to this story. So I'm going to go to Exodus chapter 3, and I'm going to read about four verses there, just to give us a backup to where we are in Numbers 13. I'm reading now from um, Exodus chapter 3. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Etites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Evites, the and the Jebusites. And now, behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And so here... This is um, the burning bush experience in Exodus where God called Moses and told him that he was going to send him to Pharaoh to go and deliver the children of Israel because they had been enslaved. They were going through a very difficult time and they were crying out, you know, wanting to be delivered. So God was sending Moses to go to Pharaoh and go and deliver the Israelites from oppression. God promised to take them out of slavery in Egypt and bring them into a promised land. God didn't necessarily tell them about the problems that they were going to encounter, how it was all going to go, how it was all going to work out. But he did promise to bring them out of slavery to a good, a broad land, a land that is flowing with milk and honey, a place of the Canaanites. So as far as God was concerned, it was a done deal. As far as God was concerned, it was settled. The promise was settled. He was going to take them out of uh, slavery and he was going to settle them in their homeland. And God did that. God did miraculously deliver them from slavery in Egypt as a promise. God brought them out from, from Egypt. I mean, when you think about Egypt as a nation then, Egypt was the epic of civilization. Egypt was top in military might. Egypt, Egypt was the, the modern day um, might, power and might of the day in, in that time. Pharaoh was number one man in the world. And uh, I mean, God brought them out by mighty hand with miracles, with signs and wonders. They, they couldn't face up to the, the the task you know they couldn't deliver themselves it was god who brought them out it was god who fight, fought for them it was god who carried them through and not only did god bring them out from under the heavy hand of uh, pharaoh this this same god that brought them out actually drowned 
this mighty Pharaoh, this Pharaoh that they looked up to like God and the entire uh, Egyptian army, God drowned them in the sea, in the Red Sea. And this was the same Red Sea that God piled up on two sides for the Israelites to pass through to safety. And it's the same water, the same sea. God drowned Pharaoh and his entire armies. God drowned their enemies before their very eyes. So God did a mighty heart for them to really encourage them and to strengthen them, you know, that to, to, to show them his might. So, and now um, they have not come out of Egypt. God had delivered them. Now they are, where we are now in Numbers 13 is they are now at the edge of the promised land. We fast forward now. We are at the edge of the promised land. This is a, a land that God had promised them, the land of milk and honey. So think about it now. D this was their season to cross over, cross over into their promise. The, the time has come. Their time has arrived to enter their rest, to begin to enjoy the good land, to forget the pain of the past, and to become this mighty nation that uh, will be the envy of all the other nations. Because this was God's plan for them. They, they were going to be a mighty nation. They were going to be mightier than Pharaoh, and they were going to be greater than Egypt. And so now, this is where we are now in, in Numbers 13. So we, we, let, let's, let's continue reading now. Let's start reading from Numbers 13. Okay, now let's jump into the reading now. Uh, Numbers 13. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who are heads of the children of Israel. Okay, I'm going to skip reading through the names now, and I'm just going to move to verse 16. These are the names of men whose Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Usher, the son of Nun, Joshua. So, okay, quickly, Moses selected leaders amongst the uh, 12 tribes of Israel. Each tribe had a leader representing that tribe to go and view this uh, land. So these were, this, th these men that went out were not just casual men. They were leaders of the tribe. So they were people respected. They were people of influence in each tribe to go and see the state of the land and come and uh, give back the report. So uh, I'm, I'm reading verse 17 now. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like. Whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests there or not. Be of good courage and bring some of the fruits of the land. Now, the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. So, they went up and spy out the land from the wilderness of sin as far as Rehob near the entrance of Amath, 
and they went through the south and came to Hebron, Haiman, Sheshia, Talmia, the descendants of Anak were there. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. Then they came to the valley of Eshkol. They are cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes. They carried it between two of them on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. The place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster which the men of Israel cut down there and they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. So, I mean, you can see that the, the land was a vast land. They, it took them 40 days to go through the entire span of the land. And the, the, the land was absolutely rich in produce because here they actually they, they cut a cluster of grapes and they, they had to carry two men, strong men, had to carry a cluster of grapes to show you the, uh, the goodness of the land. The land was good. So I'm continuing to read now. Verse 26. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit. Okay, they've Given the report, now they say, yes, it was good, beautiful, great land and everything. And now here comes the, the shocker. Here comes the, everything is now going to spin on its head now. Now, verse 28, listen to them now. These are leaders of leaders. These are supposed to be the ones that are supposed to encourage the, 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 those, their tribes. But the, look at the report they, they, are, they are bringing now. They have said everything is good and now this is the bot. Verse 28. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Those are the giants. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Ittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. And they were going on and on with all the doom and gloom. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. I mean, this is Caleb hearing them and he said, Oh my God, what are these people doing? They, 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 we're going to lose out. We are well able. We are well able. But the men who had gone up with him said, I'm reading from verse 31 now. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. All the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. They are, we, there we saw giants, the descendants of Hanak, came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we were in their sight oh my god i mean just look at listen to this now among all the things that god did for them how god brought them through from egypt 
how what God did, the things that they experienced. Now they had gone to spy this land and they have come back with this report. Except 10 of them came back with doom and gloom, evil report, except for Caleb and Joshua. Now, you, you would think that what has happened here, as they brought this report, the whole camp of Israel, if you read, uh, going to chapter 14, the whole camp, they cried all night. Because they brought this report, their heart was melting with fear. What had happened? They had allowed fear to take root in their hearts. Instead of allowing faith to take root, fear had taken root. But if you look at Caleb, this, they grew up in the same society. They came from the same culture. They witnessed the same experience. They went through the same thing. And these were leaders who were supposed to reflect, to review things, to meditate. Caleb obviously had reflected on things. And he, Caleb had meditated on the might and the power of God. He had seen the wholesomeness of God, the wonders of God, and he had, he had allowed that to, to be rooted in his heart. So he, more or less, they had come out from Egypt, but their mindset had not changed. They are the, the ten spies, the, 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 and the whole Israel camp, actually, because they bought the report as well. They bought into it. They all were all crying and they were all saying, oh, we are all going to finish. All our children are going to die. God has not brought the, now we have to go back to go to Egypt. They were thinking of going back to Egypt. Fear had entered their heart. Fear had set to at taking root. They had allowed fear at, to take root. Their mentality, their mindset was not changed. They still had the same mindset of slavery. Even though they were out of Egypt, Egypt was in them. Egypt was at taking root in them. But Caleb was of a different spirit. Caleb was not fearful. Caleb was a man of faith. He was a man of courage. That is the kind of spirit that goes into the promised land. Because, because of the report they, they gave, because of the time I can't go through now, but because of their report, they did not go to the promised land. And for these evil reports, they spent 40 years in the wilderness instead of days. Can you imagine? They, they, the journey was supposed to take them days, but because of their evil report, they couldn't go into the land. They forfeited their, their promised land. Because of fear, they lost what God wanted to do for them. They lost their promise. Entering the promised land should have taken them about 11 days. But they spent 40 years on a journey that should have lasted 11 days. Because of fear, because of unbelief, because of grumbling, because of lack of trust in God. Because of rebellion and failure to remember and reflect upon the ways of how God had brought them through from the past. They had allowed fear to take root in them. You see, the sum total is their lack of, their lack of faith. They allow fear to take root in their heart instead of faith. The Bible tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what Jesus said in Luke 6. said, a good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. It's what is in our heart. What 
are we feeding? What are you reflecting on? What are you focusing on? Let's just pause and reflect on this. Think about this for a moment. Even though the Hebrew nation disobeyed and forfeited their promise, do you know at least for that generation, that, that generation that went to spy the land, but God kept them through the wilderness. They forfeited the blessing of God, the best. They had to remain in the wilderness. Even though while they were in the wilderness, as I've just said, God kept them. He provided their needs. You know, they had manna from heaven. He protected them, cloud by the day, fire uh, by the night, and that kept them warm. God supernaturally sustained them, but it was not the best for them. They couldn't cross over. That was not the best of God's will for them. Somebody else was enjoying their blessing while they were toiling in the wilderness. And that is what the spirit of fear will do, my friend. God has not given us the spirit of fear. If you are going to cross over, fear is the number one tool that the enemy will use to hold us back. So we have to allow to develop faith. We have to embrace the spirit of Caleb. Caleb actually was able to take out the giants after 40 years. After they spent the, uh, 40 years in the wilderness, it was only Joshua and Caleb that actually went into the promised land from the generation of those who went to spy the land because God said they were not going to see the promised land because of their uh, uh, the report, because of their evil heart, because they had allowed fear to take root in their hearts. They didn't see the promised land. It was just Joshua and, and Caleb. And if you look in, in Joshua, when Joshua was given out the land, Caleb did ask for that portion where the, the giants dwell. He asked, he requested for it. And at 85, he was able to conquer. He was able to conquer that lie. He was able to uh, dispossess the giants from the land because God was with him. Can you imagine it? an 85-year-old 80, man facing giants uh, he said that he did not um, grow one day hold his strength remained the same god kept him because he had a, a good report god kept him he was a man of faith if we are going to possess the promise that god has for us we have to be people of faith we have to be i'm going to have to put a post now because of time i'm going to have to continue with this god is going to help us we want to cross into that promised land that god has for us i want to cross into my promised land and i'm showing you to the promises that god has given you that you want god to see you through we're going to pray now and i'm going to continue in the next episode but i just want to be you to be encouraged today that we need to adopt the spirit of caleb that believes, that takes God at his word, that God has promised it and is able to do it. If he says it, because God has promised us, like I said earlier on in the beginning, that it doesn't mean that we're not going to face, we're not going to have um, challenges, but we are overcomers. Jesus tells us in John 16, 33, that he has told us all these things so that in him we will have faith. In this world, there will be tribulation. In the world, we will face tribulation. But it says that we are, we have, he has overcome the world for us. And so, therefore, we can rejoice. We can know that we have victory. Uh, Paul told Timothy it, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, he told Timothy that to live in victory as a believer, 
you must adopt that mentality uh, of a soldier. Must be ready to endure hardship like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You know, the work of faith is not a bed of roses, but God has promised us victory. We have the Holy Spirit with us to strengthen us. Even though we go through trials, but we overcome. James chapter 1 verses 2 to 3 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. You know that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect way that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. When we face trials, we know that it's going to work for good. All things are going to work for good for to those who love the Lord. Jesus tells us that he's always with us, even to the end of the age. He is with us. Romans chapter 8 tells us that all things are going to work together for good to those who love the Lord. And in uh, uh, verse 38 to 39, Romans 8 say, tells us that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. The love of God is so deep, is so wide. There is no nothing that can stop us, nothing that can stop us what God has planned for us. There is no power. There is no principality. There is no demon. There is nothing that can stop the love of God, that can stop the plan that God has for us. Only you can stop the plan that God has for you. If you don't trust God, if you don't believe, if you allow fear to take root instead of allowing faith to take root. We're going to pray now. I just pray that you are encouraged as as we go through this and as you planning, as you seeing the vision that God has given you for this coming year, that you're crossing over into your promised land and that you're going to take root, you're going to enjoy the blessings of God. Fear is not going to drive you out of your promised land. Nothing is going to drive you out of your promised land. But you have to decide now that, yes, you are well able. Like Caleb, like say, yes. I am well able to take this because God is with me. Greater one is, in, with, is he that is in me than he that is in the world. In Jesus' name, praise God. We're going to pray now. Please bow your head with me wherever you are now. Just let's pray. Um, as we pray now, I want to ask you to take time to reflect on the state of your heart. As I've been sharing, what has been taking root in your heart? Have you allow you know fear to take root in your heart have you been allowing um have you been confessing negative words because these things would be will become a seed in your heart as well if you have been uh, confessing negative words if you have been murmuring complaining against god if you have allowed anxiety hunger bitterness unforgiveness all these things, they don't uh, produce the life of God. And when you have this kind of things seed in your heart, it will make the heart to be barrel. Those, that, those kind of hearts cannot receive the blessings of God. They cannot receive the promises of God because the, the, that kind of a soil can, is, can never be productive. It cannot produce the life of God. In fact, all those wrong seeds, fear, uh, murmuring, negative confession, negative thinking, all those things will choke the seed of the promise of God. So the heart, that, the, the heart will be barreled. That heart will not be able to produce. And if you know 
you have been involved in this thing, if you know you have given yourself so much to, you know, these things, wrong thinking, wrong confession and um, anger and all these things that are in your heart, bitterness, I just want you to uh, turn to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, uproot these things from my heart. I don't want this root in my heart. I want my heart to be productive. Come into my life and take away all these things from me and wash me with your blood. And God is faithful and just to forgive as when we ask him to forgive us because you want God to give you the kind of heart that will be able to receive his blessing. So Anna, I'm, I'm just going to pray now. Um, I, and before I pray, I just want to say to somebody, you are listening now as I'm about to pray, and you have not accepted Jesus Christ in your life. You have not received forgiveness of sin. The promises of God are for the children of God. They are for those who have um, asked God for forgiveness and have received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. And so if you want to do that now, if you want your sins to be forgiven, if you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior, please say these prayers after me. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to die for my sins. I believe that I am a sinner, but now I turn to you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of your son Jesus Christ. Save me. Jesus, I receive you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord, to live my life the way you want me to. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'm just going to pray now. Father, I just thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord, that your word is life. Lord, you send your word to us to heal our diseases. You have sent your word today because you love us. Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice right now. Everyone that has turned their heart to you. Everyone that, that, that are believing for you to come and to change their situations. Father, right now, I pray that Lord, as well as they have turned their hearts to you, Father, clothe them with power for Monai. Rest your hand upon them. Like you rest your hand upon Caleb, that you, you kept him supernaturally in the midst of all the circumstances. I pray for this one today. Let your hand come upon them. Let your supernatural hand of increase, your supernatural hand of breakthrough, your supernatural hand of power. Lord, come on their behalf. Let every obstacle, everything that has set itself against them that has said they will not move forward. Let them be broken right now. Let those gates be broken. Let those bars, let those iron bars be shattered. Let every hand of the evil one that is stretched out to, to do them harm, to, to, that is stretched out to hinder them. Let them be broken off right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak liberty and freedom because in your name, Jesus, the captives are free. I proclaim right now to everyone that is looking to you right now. Father, I speak that freedom. If it is in their health, they need it. If it's sick, if it's sickness that has been troubling them, I command tormenting spirit that is tormenting their bodies, tormenting their minds, tormenting their soul in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus, I command you to lose your hold in Jesus' name. I come against every spirit of fear that is harassing them. I bind the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. I bind anxiety in Jesus' name. I bind the hand of the wicked. Every plan of the enemy that has been written concerning them that you will not make progress. Lord, right now, let the blood of Jesus wash every stain, everything that the enemy has written over your life in the name of Jesus. Let it be wiped off now with the blood of Jesus. I speak a newness in your life. I speak healing in your body. I speak breakthrough into your life. I speak provision. I speak a shift. I say you will move forward in the name of Jesus. I say you advance in Jesus' name. Where they say that you cannot advance, now you begin to break forth by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that your spirit, you clothe them with your spirit. You clothe this one with your spirit. I speak to barren womb to receive life in the name of Jesus. Yes, I speak to that barren womb. Receive life in Jesus' name. Be productive in Jesus' name. I speak to blind eyes spiritually and blind eyes physically. I command it to see to receive life in Jesus' name. I command it to see. You that is blind spiritually, I release the sight of heaven to you right now. I command the blinding spirit, blinding you from seeing the things of God. I come, I break their power over you and I release the light of the gospel to shine into your heart in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for transformation. I thank you for power. I thank you for crossing over. I thank you for the new vision. Oh, thank you, Father. God is releasing new vision. Somebody you are holding on to the past. God say, let go. I receive. I have a new thing for you. I have a new vision for you. I have a plan for you and I will bring you forth. So receive it. Father, I thank you that the spirit of heaviness, I come against depression. I bind that spirit. I tear down that garment of heaviness that the enemy has placed upon you to cause you to be depressed. I tear it in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the oil of joy right now. I release a garment of praise, Father God. Clothe them with praise. Father, put a song in their mouth, oh God. Let them rejoice because of your holy name. Do what only you can do, oh God. Let there be a shift. Let there be a breakthrough. Let there be a power. Let there be testimony. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you make a way where there is no way. Thank you, Lord, that you help them to be strong and to focus on you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for a new day. Thank you for your power in this place. We bless you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I need to, because of time now. So I will see you on the next um, episode. Have a wonderful Christmas season as you're going about. I wish you all the very best in Jesus' name. God bless you until next time. Bye-bye.